Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Let's go back in time. It's Flashback Friday. Let's go way back. Way back in time. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. Uh-oh. What? My time machine has been activated. Time machine? I didn't know you had a time machine. All right, Rupert, prepare to time travel. It's Wesson Walker taking it back to July 14th, 2019. So four years ago, that's where our time machine has taken us. You ask for tennis, Fiddy? Well, I'll give you some tennis highlights. How about your boy, Novak Djokovic, beating Roger Federer in a match for the ages, winning Wimbledon after all Federer had to do was win one more point. And he would have had a Wimbledon title, but Djokovic battled back and then eventually would win at center court, which of course would prolong his streak, one of the more impressive streaks in sports history. And certainly currently, do you remember that match and how great was it when you were watching it real time? It was, it's probably a top three match I've watched all time. Like, you know, Rafael or, or, or Nadal Federer of 2007, 2008, Whichever one at Wimbledon that had a, was so great that they wrote an entire book on it. Crazy. Is up there. Um, and it was like probably the point where like I knew like, okay, my guy, whenever you talk about the all-time greats, he's going to be mentioned in the same breath as, you know, Federer, Nadal, Sampras. So we, we got a great one on Sunday with Alcaraz just advancing to the final. It's must-watch TV. I might skip church. <laughs> So I can watch this thing in its entirety. It's going to be fantastic. Um, The other question that I had on the rundown that day, four years ago, where does Federer's reign and longevity rank in sports? We have since seen him retire. That was the last shot he really had to get a Grand Slam single. So after that took place, the longevity is incredible with Roger Federer. He is a goat of goats. When you talk about the greatest of all time at every single sport, Roger Federer deserves to be in that conversation. Now, you could argue he's not even the greatest in tennis history, but still he deserves to be in the conversations of the, for most people, Fiddy, Serena Williams, and then you talk about Michael Jordan, and then you talk about Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky. I do put Federer in that light. Wes, even not being a tennis connoisseur, yes. do you feel like Roger Federer should be in that conversation when we talk about the greatest of all times? Yeah, in no doubt sports? about it, man. I mean, he was one of the most successful players and definitely of this era so no question about it is he to tennis what lebron is to basketball he might not he might not be the goat i because I, I think djokovic is going to put himself so far ahead that djokovic is going to go down as the greatest of all time yeah djokovic isn't slowing down he's still distra- i mean he's playing i mean what, has he played better tennis ever right. than what he's doing right now yeah, i mean it, I, I would say no but was is Federer's career is kind of like LeBron's, maybe the best overall career where you have the longevity. He played through different eras, ushered in different eras of the sport, and still won and competed at the highest level. That's where I think it. That's what I think about his career. I don't think it's an awful parallel. I think there are some inconsistencies with it yeah. because of the championships, but I don't think it's an awful parallel because you are going to think as one guy as the GOAT, but it is going to be a crazy impressive resume once you're all said and done with what Djokovic is about to accomplish. And here we are talking about longevity. That's another parallel you could have to LeBron because if Roger Federer was starting to break down at his age more so than what it looks 
like Djokovic is going to do, maybe that's another comparison you can have. Uh, when, when is when is Djokovic going to be overtaken? Like Alcaraz is the guy, and I guess we'll see it this weekend. That will be a monster matchup between the two. But he just keeps on winning. And this is also somebody that sacrificed. I don't want to say sacrifice. That's the completely wrong word. But did not play in the Australian Open, a tournament that he dominates. So he could have had a couple of other Grand Slam titles. Yeah. And so you look at the, like I said, the 20 Grand Slam singles titles that he's got. Now, with the LeBron comparison, I mean, there are a lot of people that compare or to say that LeBron is the GOAT. That's a big raging debate, but I don't know but that. So, same thing with Djokovic and Federer, though, I yeah. would say. So people go back and forth with that, man. So I guess it's all in who you like the most, but Djokovic is still rolling. So I think he's going to put the records out there to a place that is going to be hard to catch. Um, July 14th, 2019, we would transition into some Carolina Panther talk. And Dan Graziano was on NFL Live heading into one of the, I guess, heading into that offseason, talking about a breakout candidate at the wide receiver position. His number one option? Well, it was DJ Moore. And he was right, by the way. Rookie DJ Moore finished with 788 yards on 55 receptions with only a couple touchdowns. But the next year, in 2019, he finished with 1,175 total receiving yards on 87 receptions, only four touchdowns. We've documented that. We've discussed it quite a bit during his time here. But that was a big old step up from rookie season to sophomore season. He played five years here in Carolina. He got traded for the number one overall pick, West. Now he's playing in Chicago with Justin Fields. How good of a year do you expect him to have this season? I think he's going to have a, a pretty good season because Justin Fields, a lot of people just don't know. He hasn't had the requisite weapons there and offensive line to do much of anything. But passing is his pedigree. This is one of the most prolific passing quarterbacks coming out of high school and the college arena. So I think that now is his time that he's getting the weapons and the guys around him to be able to do what he needs to do. And I think we're going to see a lot of that passing talent from him. And DJ Moore will be the beneficiary of that. All right, let's go back three years ago. So now we are in the year of 2020 on July 17th, traveling around in our or July 14th, traveling in our time machine. Bill Barnwell, he had Carolina's offensive arsenal, offensive weaponry, fifth in the NFL. He had them as the fifth-ranked unit when it comes to all the pass catchers and the skill guys. Number five in the NFL. Of course, it started with Christian McCaffrey, who finished with the third most yards from scrimmage in NFL history coming into 2020, scoring those 19 touchdowns. But also, you had DJ Moore. You had Curtis Samuel. You also brought aboard Robbie Anderson. They had a fantastic receiving core here in Carolina. Problem is... QB wasn't hitting at that time because that was at the end of Cam Newton's reign. You were trying to usher in Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater. And now here we are where most pundits have Carolina at 32nd or 31st, Wes. It's been a large drop from DJ being traded, Robbie Anderson falling off of the edge of a cliff, no longer having Curtis Samuel. And even if I don't think it's as bad as what people are saying right now, clearly it doesn't hold a candle to what they were in 2020. Yeah, and so this unit, man, they're going to have a lot to prove. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to be down on them. And then, like I said, you have others who think that they could be serviceable. I think this is a great core of skilled talent for Bryce Young because you don't have a guy that he has to worry about forcing the football into. So I think it's a good group for him, a nice starter kit, so to speak. All right, last one I thought was funny. JT Daniels got the okay in 2020 to play for Georgia. The question was, how does that affect Jamie Newman? 
And what's it like when you have to compete against a relevant name that is brought into your position? But what's really funny about this is that he got the okay to play at Georgia 2020. Little did we know that he would be the example and the poster child for transferring to big-time university after big-time university. Started at USC, then goes to Georgia, then goes to West Virginia. Did he go to Pittsburgh? You no, know, he's at that? Rice now. Is he at Rice? Okay, there you go. Bang. Yes. JT Daniels, man, one of the like that's the name I'm always going to think about when we talk about transferring from university to university. When people talk to him, he's just going to have to say, "I went to college," because at this <laughs> point, he doesn't have an alma mater to be able to cling to. He's been gone from so many places pretty much as soon as he's gotten there. I mean, dog, when are you going to understand the writing on the wall? You are not the marquee quarterback that you think you are. Just stay in a place, get your dog on degree, and get to that State Farm or that Progressive or wherever hmm. you're going to be selling insurance. Uh, for the rest of your life until you find something else or start coaching high school football. No knocks to those professions, but listen, man, you're not an NFL quarterback. It's not in your future. He's been to 100 schools, so like I said, when people talk to him, he's just going to have to say, I went to college. <laughs> Let's live in a hypothetical world really quick. Really quick. Let's just say he becomes an NFL player, becomes a starting quarterback, plays on Sunday Night Football, what would his introduction be? Uh, it's a great question. I mean, if you had to choose between the schools, he had the best year, I guess, at West Virginia, but I have no clue what you would say. I mean, because Russ combines two schools. How do you combine four schools into one intro? Oh, a, whole, a whole pack of Badgers? All right, so if we have USC, we have Georgia. I'll just say West he went to college. Yeah, um, college. <laughs> I don't even know what you would say. You would have to come up with something. He just goes to the high school reference because he doesn't have a college to claim. He could do that. <laughs> he could pull the Willie Parker because Willie Parker used to do that because yeah. he didn't like North Carolina. Maybe JT Daniels just does that as well. That'll do it for Flashback Friday. We'll bring it back to July 14th, 2023.